We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is a Locker Room production. Do you group all of your apps in together in folders, or do you just have pages that you go through? I have a, I have two pages. I, 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 I set it so that all of my apps, like, I only have two pages worth of apps because more than that is too many. So, but do you have folders? Like, I have a social folder. A- I do have. I do have. I'm sure this is a lovely conversation for everybody here. I love it though. No, I'm sure um, people are. You know, they they can relate to whether what kind of iPhone user they. I are. have. I have two. I have multiple folders on my one of the. I think my home screen and like apps that I don't use. I put into those folders periodically. The folders have no meaning to me. I think one is like labeled business or something. Uh, okay. What are your four at the bottom of your main screen? The four at the bottom of my main screen. Hold on, you gonna. This is important. This is like a MySpace top eight. The four at the there's bottom. A, there's a phone symbol, a music okay. symbol, the internet Safari symbol, and then messages. Oh, you're boring. Okay, I have podcasts at the bottom of mine. I don't know how to change what's at the bottom. That that's why. Okay, that that makes more sense. Um, is, is the pr- you- this conversation to make me look old in front of all the people who are? No, like- not at all. You do that all by yourself, John. It's You're- okay. Jesus. Um, before we, as I'm getting the links out, uh, obviously the theme of the the title of this locker room. Everybody's talking about the Knicks. I know what your favorite was. So what would your second favorite national Knicks piece of content be in the past couple of days? Um, well, for anybody who doesn't know, my favorite piece of Knicks content from the past few days was um, the Low Post podcast with Zach Lowe talking about. Um, I think the, my favorite moment uh, from that, that podcast was when I think he said the words, I could not be more impressed with the Knicks, which was basically just like, shoot me so I can go to heaven. Um <laughs> How did I know that I would ask you your second? I would use it as an excuse to because, talk about the Lakers. Honestly, though, I mean, like, look, I listened to the Simmons pod. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the Woj pod. I mean, my, my second favorite was the Woj pod because I get to listen to Julius Randle talk about how great this fucking organization is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Colin just said it. What's up, Colin? Um, can we get Colin up here to bullshit for a few minutes while you're while you're sending out the tweet? Yeah, hold up. Hold Am on. I the host I, now? I could do this. Invite to speak. Oh, okay. yeah, you're the host. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess I should give a little. Uh, I mean, you know what? Colin can come up here for the introduction. How about that? Um, so, everybody, welcome uh, to uh, a Saturday morning locker room uh, festivus for the rest of us. Um, <laughs> Colin, how you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic, John. How are you guys? I'm a, I'm okay. I I, I want to get your input on this because you, like me, have been a, a content creator for some time now, and. Um, 
I don't know. Andrew, I know, has his own opinion on this because he was like, give me a little positive mixed content around the country. And I'm, I guess that's how I want to start off this by, by saying, I mean, look, it's the past two weeks have been, I don't know, as good as two weeks in the history of my life. But like, there's a part of me that is like, everybody could go fuck off. You know what? Everybody could just go fuck all the way off. People who want to come to nice things now. And like, there's that, there's that part of me, but at the same time, I recognize that this is great for the franchise. It's great for, it's, it's like, there's nothing better. I, I've been the one saying this, right? For years. Good press, like good PR is the most important thing you could have in the NBA. So, Colin, I'll, I'll turn to you. What are you, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's okay. It's a little cheesy, and I think it kind of speaks to, you know, the uh, the means and, and functioning of the of the business as is, you know, which is, you know, they're not going to talk about us, you know, positively when we have positive things going on, even when we are bad. And, of course, when they're the story to talk about and they know they can, you know, make gains off of that, obviously they're going to blow it out of proportion and cover it everywhere, i.e., you know, the Woj pod, the low posts, whatever. Um I disagree with your take. The low pass was better than the Woj pod. I, okay. But, uh, Look, the, I would run. Sign Julius Randle to a lifetime contract. Thank That's, you, Colin. Like, I was driving to work. I actually was 20 minutes late to work because I sat in the parking garage and listened to it all the way through before I went in. I was like, there's nothing more important than this podcast right now. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I saw it pop up as I was um, – as I was walking to uh, walking from the train yesterday morning and I was like rewinding to make sure I got the exact wording of stuff. Right. Cause it, no, I'm, I agree with you that it was the most important thing. It was like totally, but the, the Rose West and uh, their KP story about the dinner. That shit is fucking, that's Nick's lore. Officially. So it is. So before we get, uh, we'll we'll start getting people up here on the on the stage pretty soon. But I just want to, I am going to, and I don't know if maybe he's listening. Maybe his ears are going to ring in whatever uh, alley he's passed out. Probably still drunk in. But Schwinn, I'm going to give Schwinn some credit here. <laughs> Shout out to Schwinn. Shout out to Schwinn. Uh, passed out in an alley, lying in a puddle of his own vomit. He came yeah. on, you know, <laughs> this this podcast, um, our podcast, KFS podcast, and said. Um, whatever it was, a few weeks ago, he, he posited a theory as to why Alfred Payton was still starting. And he said it, it, it might have been, it might be an agent thing. And obviously in telling the story. Alfred was at Randall, the dinner. I'm sorry. Yeah, I left Alfred that out. Was at the dinner. Now you could take that a couple ways. You could tell that, take that as like Julius and Alfred are super close and like this and that. But like for me, I take that as like Alfred is a valuable member of that crew. I don't know what you want to say. That crew, I guess, whatever. So credit to Schwinn. I think he I think he nailed that one. And I, I think our answer is going to come. I don't know if it's going to be maybe the last day of the season, if it's going to be if they're down one if it's going to like something. But like, you know, when push comes to shove, you know, that that shit might not fly anymore. I don't know. What, what, what do you think, Kyle? It's really it's kind of weird because it's like an elephant in the room. You know, I uh, Alfred is without the, I, I uh, DMG the other day. I was like. Who's the last guy that just drove fans angry but still had a 10% support base? And I think you hit it on the head with the Ennis Cantor thing. Cantor. I think Cantor had yeah. a more – Cantor had more support than Alfred does now. I uh, think so, yeah. Not, um, not a ton, but more, yeah. Look, if if we have to keep Alfred to to keep Julius and, and, and his representation happy, you know, fuck it. I don't know if that means he needs to be starting, you know. But uh, I wouldn't – I mean, it's – it's a business, you know, and I think it, it speaks to the fact that the Knicks are, are treating things a little bit differently now that Alfred's here. And it's it's very possible that's only because of his relationship with Julius and their connection, you know, outside. Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, Andrew, I'm going to turn it to you so you can give you do your usual uh, spiel because you're so good at it. Well, I just want to read uh, Chad's comment in the chat here. I love the part in the Woj pod when they discussed the contract and Woj was like, it seems like the Knicks will be picking up that option for next year. And Julius just laughed. I mean, what else is Julius going to do? I love it though. Um, so, uh, and that, that actually made me think, well, I'll, I'll save this. I'll talk about this. Maybe I'm sure somebody will bring up Julius, but uh, Andrew, you want to give the, uh, the you got it. So first of all, Colin, we've interacted on Twitter for a long time now. It's nice to finally digitally meet you, sir. Absolutely. The pleasure is mine, sir. You're doing a, uh, a kick-ass job. Thank John you. was John was nothing before you came along. 
we knew this. I, I'm just an, I'm an <laughs> upgrade. <laughs> um, okay, so first and foremost, guys, thank you for tuning in to our Saturday morning locker room live stream. The rules are simple. If you are brought up onto the stage, first of all, if you want to come up onto the stage, click request to speak. We will get you up here one at a time to talk with John, talk with me about the Knicks, I'm assuming. Um and uh, we'll give you about seven, eight minutes, and then we'll move on to the next person. Do not be offended if you are bumped. We're just trying to get as many people uh, as we can up here. And most importantly, while you are not talking, there's background noise on these phones. Please mute your mic while you are not talking. Um, and that should be it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, John, you are the host currently. Let's get somebody I, up I on stage if you have any requests. Colin, you want to hang out up here for a little bit? Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. If uh, I, well, I'll take I'll take your silence as a, as a. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. I said, "Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it." <laughs> okay, cool. All right, uh, I am ready to go here. This is me trying to figure out technology on the spot. I love it. It's fantastic. All right, we got Eshwin, um, who I believe requested a minute ago. He's coming up right now. Eshwin, what's going on, my man? How you doing? What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. How are you? All right. Awesome. Uh, so. My question was um, about re-signing Burks or Bullock um, because I don't think it's a coincidence that IQ got better once Burks got out of the lineup since Rose and Burks are so ball-dominant to be effective. It's like I'm wondering like what you think would be the better long-term option to re-sign because I think Bullock is just a better fit for the team. Ooh, man. I, I Can I just say again – the questions that we get on here are really, really good, thoughtful, like good questions. Um, I can I cheat a little bit in my answer. I'm gonna here's here's how I'm gonna cheat. I, as with everything in the NBA, it's it comes down to to money. Um, that said, I think by giving that cheat, I'm actually hurting what my gut response is because my gut response is to agree with you and say Bullock. However. Couldn't you see some team this summer? And I'm not saying that he's going to want to leave here. I think part of, I think one of the best parts about this season happening in the way that it's happening and like, you know, the, the team being a story and all of the stuff I complained about a few minutes ago um, is that guys will want to stay. And well, I don't think anyone's taken any, you know, necessarily taken any like big discounts to, to stay here. I do think guys will be happy to stay at a fair, at a fair number. Um, I, my, my gut says Bullock, and here's why. I think he is – his shooting um, is the most – he is the most dangerous three-point shooter on the team as of right now. And I realize I, – I say that, and I'm cognizant of the fact that R.J. Barrett is shooting, whatever, 87% from deep since, like, January 1st, um, quickly has infinite range. And Burks gives you a little off the dribble behind the arc game, uh, whereas Bullock is more just like a set shot. But I feel like every team needs a guy like Reggie Bullock who he needs – like how quick – I have to think he has one of the 10 or 15 quickest releases in the league. Ashwin, what, 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 do you agree with that? Yeah, it yeah, feels definitely. like – Yeah, like – if you're gonna have a guy like Randall who who is gonna obviously continue to be here and be the be the somewhat of a centerpiece of the offense, we'll you know we'll see what happens with other guys they maybe bring in. But like having a guy like that is so valuable, almost. And I know he doesn't shoot a ton off movement, but like if the guys are if 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 they're running that two man game and they clear out the side of the court, they it's basically just the two of them on the strong side. And the choice for the defense is either to bring the like your the guy who's guarding Bullock has to help off of him a little bit, and to have a guy with that quick a trigger, you like you don't need a Wayne Ellington running all over the place um, as much as you need a guy who's just going to get it off quick and be reliable. So I, I and I I'm trying to think what he what you could get him for maybe maybe if you gave a guy like that three years. Like three fully guaranteed years, maybe a declining deal, three years, something in the neighborhood of, oh, man, I, I'm throwing numbers out here, like 22, 21, 22, 23, something like that. Like That seems fair to me, right? Um, so that would be my and, – and, but at the same time, I don't want that to seem like I'm disparaging 
uh, Burks, who I love Alec Burks, and I think he is important. But I also agree with your point about Quickly. If Quickly is going to have the ball more and more, and if Rose is going to be back, and if we're moving forward under the assumption that both of those guys are going to remain off the bench, which I personally am, then it, how it, how important is Burks? It's a tough question, but I'll go with Bullock, Bullock by hair. Um, Colin, you want to throw anything in on that? I, I mean, obviously, I'm you know one of the founding members of Bullock Hive. Listen, um, we, both, we 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 broke ground on that. Together. Three and D guys have always been my. Uh, my weakness, you know, I was a big Courtney Lee advocate for the for the longest miserable time that he was here, and I think I said it the other day. You know, Reggie's been exactly what Courtney was supposed to be, uh, in the sense that he's 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 brought the same balance of defense and three point shooting. Uh, I agree with your point too, though, that if Rosen quickly are going to be coming off the bench, I think that the there's an argument to be made that quickly can fill Burks's shoes to an extent. Uh, obviously he's only going to be in his second season next year, but I think there is a very good likelihood that he could, you know, bring a lot of what Burks is doing at a, at a full-time basis and at a, at a good minutes diet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Bullock, I don't know the, the Randall thing too, you talk about Peyton, you know, him and him and Bullock have a great rapport. Uh, and I think I looked it up the other day. It's as far as his three points, I think that the team is seven and three in the games where he's hit five threes, which, you know, some might say, duh, right. But it just speaks to the fact that you've got to get guys like that going. And if you've already got a guy, you know, semi in-house that can do that, you know, I'd, I'd be in a hurry to, to get that guy under contract, you know, in August. And, um, and uh, we got Joshua Richards uh, up here. So uh, just before you ask your question, Joshua, I just want to comment on that. Like, I'm not saying Reggie Bullock is like Joe Harris. I'm not saying it's Davis Bertans. Like those guys put up, you know, over the last two years, not not this year for Bertans, but in terms of the contracts they signed this summer, Bertans was, you know, just stupid volume. And, and he had range, like be, well beyond the three-point line. He had some size. Like Harris it does more things than just shoot it. He's one of the best cutters in the league. But like those guys got paid for 15, 16 17, 18 million dollars a year is like, what's the drop off to Bullock? He's a fucking outstanding defender. Outstanding defender. You know, maybe not as much size as Harris, but, um, and I, I'm, I, you know, if he's 85 to 90% of the shooter that those other guys are at their peak, like Pertons is coming right now, I don't know. If you could get him at a nice number, I, I completely agree with you. Um, Joshua, uh, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Yeah, thank you for bringing me up. Yeah, my question is basically on the, the Woj Power Randall. So I guess you could say, like, none of us really saw this, um, like, relationship that he had with uh, the front office, even before they were even the front office. So I guess, like, just from like, them drafting Obi, uh, we assumed that Randall wasn't really a part of their future. So I, I, really, it's, I think just everything Randall was saying kind of contradicts, like, what we thought, what we heard from, like, the media of them shopping Randall. So... I don't know if you, what what do you think their plan for Obi is, and if you thought that the Randall like rumors were actually true over the off season. That's first of all, again, I, I'm repeating myself. Just a fantastic point, really. And I I had not thought of that, and um, I am going to give you credit because I want to bring that up in the newsletter uh, tomorrow. So thank you for praising that. Um, I. My two things. One, I am not quite sure that we like think back to the summer and think specifically to the summer and, and to the off season. What's the strongest, you know, quote unquote rumor we ever heard about Julius? I feel like it was the, uh, Ian definitely reported that the team was open to moving him. Does that sound accurate? Somebody feel free to correct me if, I, if I'm misremembering. That sounds accurate. Yeah, I think it's accurate. And then Berman, I think, probably alluded to the same thing. And we, we love Mark Berman here. Um, but Berman alludes to a lot of things. Berman, Berman said it on our show that they were trying to move Julius. If I, I don't know. if he, Did he say they were trying or did he say they were like – because, uh, again, he's also not always the most careful with his um, verbiage. I just the, remember leaving – uh, listen, this was November, so it's it's tough to remember back then. But I remember leaving that conversation like, "Oh, they're trying to trade Julius Randle." So I I could be wrong. 
Well, so, and I think the universe where I think there, but I think the the world where Leon and Wes were pulling for Randall and being supportive of Randall as an NBA player and wanting to see what's best for him. I believe that could exist in the same universe as the Knicks under Leon Rose thinking that it was the best move to move on from Randall. Um, Because you look at where they were coming into this year. Now, you might say, well, they should have known how hard he was working in the offseason that he was going to come. Like, no one, I'm sorry, no no one in their right mind. Julius Randall didn't think he was going to come and do this. I, 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 he didn't. It's just not possible. So uh, that said, I also do think that there is a possibility they just drafted Obi Toppin because they genuinely believed Obi Toppin was the best player. And that even if it might not be a perfect fit right now, like there is precedent for organizations just drafting the best guy. Um, you know, decent organizations. I, I don't have a great, neither of those are great answers. I'll be, I'll, I'll call myself out here. They're the only ones I could come up with. Um, I, do you have any other thoughts, Joshua? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm really, really puzzled by it as well. Um, I, I, I think I, I agree as well. Like, I think they were trying to move him in a way, but like, yeah, even like he proved himself, like he, he can't come off the court at all. I think maybe they would have thought like, oh, because so I play at least play like 20 minutes a game, Randall would have played around like 28. But like he showed himself to be super valuable, valuable for the team. So, can't really yeah. come up with it. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try I, to spend some sorry, more time thinking about this. And and you know, there's. I also want to see what happens with Obi, and I want to see moving forward. And I know that Tibbs has not given us one inkling of indication that he would ever do this. But um, I want to see in the next you know year and a half. Um, do they do they try to go small a little bit more in certain situations? Um, again, I doubt it, but that's the only other thing I could I could point to um, in thinking of of what their long term planning was. Because other it doesn't you know, or maybe they just didn't think any of the other guys were very good. Like I know I personally intuited from the reporting that they were pretty high on Halliburton, um, but if they knew they were going to get quickly or Pritchard, which sounds like the two guys West wanted in the second half, in the bottom of the first round, then maybe they were thinking like, we don't need, you know, two quasi point guards. Um, I don't know. Lots of, lots of thoughts. None of them probably very good. John, um, the draft was in November, right? Am I misremembering? Yeah, no, you're, you're remembering. You're so correct. I think it's just important to remember that. I mean, Julius got into the facility, you know, a number of times, you know, before uh, November came around and they, they still stuck with the, uh, you're right. With the OB pick, and I think it's it's the other thing we have to be cautious of, right? Is that as much as they may have seen Randall, and 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 you know, I'm I'm counter arguing myself at this point, but as much as they may have seen Randall and, and still gone with the OB pick, they obviously couldn't have expected that the team was going to be this good and and be a top four seed, you know, in April. So if OB ends up being moved, you know, after the season and some other you know bigger deal, I don't think uh, it needs to be anything against him or, or their decision making at the time of the draft. For sure. Yeah. And, and again, Joshua, thank you for coming up on stage and, and for giving those, those thoughts. Excellent. Um, so I'm going to uh, hit up some things in the chat here. Cause there's some good thoughts. Um, Eshwin notes that maybe was the only, uh, Obi was the only player Leon trusted to work with because of the CAA connections. I don't know how we can all be, you know, watching these, these post-game interviews with the players and, and this just absolute love fest that is going on in Tarrytown and Madison Square Garden between all these guys and not think that that's a consideration. Like, say what you want about Obi, and this is not why you draft a kid. I want to be very clear about that. But he's a great kid, and he, wor- he clearly works his ass off. Because if he wasn't working his ass off, it would the, like when we see the, the entire bench explode every time he so much is um, – you know, walks and doesn't trip on the court. Like that to me speaks to the fact that he's putting in a lot of work behind the scenes. So maybe you're right. I think that's a big part of it that it's the CAA connection that they'll work with him, but also they knew what type of a kid he was. They knew what he would do for the culture, kind of similar to Manuel quickly. Um, a couple other uh, comments in the, in the chat and then we'll bring up our next speaker. Um, Eddie uh, says more attention needs to be given to Randall's defensive improvement when it comes down to the most improved player discussion. Um, I'm going to change your 
your MIP to all NBA, I think he has most improved player locked up. I think that conversation is over. And I think the defensive part needs to be mentioned more with all NBA. Um, thank you, Sanjay, for including um, that piece about Emmanuel quickly uh, in the chat. I also recommend that one. Um, and do, 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 oh, Ced- Cedric always brings the always brings the spice. Um, two things I like both of these comments. Why didn't Randall shout out Perry? He's not in New York without Perry. Look, y'all know my feelings on Scott Perry. Um, I think he is a supporting supporting character in the Knicks front office right now. And then uh, Cedric also has a good comment here about Alec Burks. If Bullock stays, I imagine he's moving to the bench because New York needs a point guard and a better starting two. Cedric, I'm going to respectfully disagree with that. Here's why. If they get, just for argument's sake, a Kyle Lowry or a Chris Paul as their starting point guard next year or some such playmaker that I'm not thinking of right now, I would actually I actually think Bullock is is fine because how much how much shot creation do you really need if you have RJ in your three, Randall and the point guard, you know, and like a lob thread. What um any any thoughts on that, uh guys? Colin, Andrew? No, I agree. I think that's I think that's it. You know, Bullock seems like a nice guy. The only thing I'd, I'd caution is, you know, does he see himself as a as a starter this year? And with that not being guaranteed, you know, is that something that uh, you know kind of uh, gets in the way, you know, of, of their reunion this off season? But no, you yeah. don't uh, you don't need too much of him if you can get one of those guys in free agency. Yeah, um, I I agree with that. So I'm bringing up. Oh, here we go. Um, we're bringing up James. Uh, the first question for James, as always, is did you make any degenerate gambling decisions in the last 24 to 48 hours? James, you're there. Where are you, James? I brought you up. James is on. We can't hear you, James. So if you figure figure out how to uh, he's, talk. He's counting um, his winning still is what's going on. I think he, he, may, he may still be winning. That's actually very true. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, well, while, while we're waiting for James to figure out his volume, um, Eddie asked earlier, what would a disappointing offseason look like for this front office? Um, there's one answer. I'm going to just say it because I don't know how to uh, – there's no pussyfooting around this. If they didn't get a, a significant upgrade at point guard, I think it has to be considered a disappointing offseason. And, like, I know I'm the one who made all the apologies this last offseason and, like, at the trade deadline to a lesser extent about – like, look, if the situation's not right, the situation's not right. At this point, at, at this front off, like you have to, you have to figure out how to, how to bring in a real point guard. I don't, I'm not sure how they do it. It's, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but at the same time, like between Dinwiddie, Ball, um, um, Kyle Lowry, you know, the, the the Chris Paul of it all out there in the in the ether. Um, there are enough guys that like there's guys in the draft. Like, I don't know if that's your cup of tea, but like, uh, Brunson, thank you, Joshua. Although, you know, maybe the Mavs can like, they're, they, maybe they have a agreement worked out for what they're going to pay that dude in a year. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see, but they have to, they have to figure it out. Um, one way or the other. Hey, funny waking up early out there on the, on the West coast. Um, hold on. I'm going to, I'll, funny. I'll, we'll close the show with you as always. James, can, did you figure out your volume yet or no? I don't know what's going on with James. All right. James, when you figure it out, let us know. Um, Andrew, how you doing? What, any I'm, thoughts on anything so far? I'm good. I'm, I'm just enjoying the show at this point. Um, I have one thought about the Randall, uh, pod, the, uh, Josh's question, so I know we loved the pod and we enjoyed listening to the conversation. There is like, you know, a chance that he didn't, he wasn't telling us completely what happened. Like maybe that conversation did go differently than we were told. And maybe it was more like, I'm miserable here. Like my mentions are ridiculous. This guy named John Macri won't stop criticizing how I play. Oh, stop it. And the whole the the conversation was more if you guys are coming to take over the Knicks, maybe that's a pathway for me to get out of here. And then when they got here, it was because our thought before the season was that if Randall's playing, it's solely to boost his trade value. It was never going to be a case of I don't 
I don't know about man, that. Man, I, I, I was there for producing most of these conversations. So I knew that, like, the whole thought was, let's get Obi in here. Let's tank for tank for Cade or fade for Cade. And the whole thought was that this ta- the ros- the talent on this roster was never high enough that there's that this was going to happen. We didn't know that, as Simmons put it, a version of 93 Barkley was going to come out of Julius Randle, which now changes the conversation. And um, that like that's just my thought is that like Julius Randle didn't just take one step. These are multiple steps up that he's taken. He's gone from like a decent player that puts up good stats on bad teams to an all NBA lock at this point. And the, the national media conversation, they're putting him in MVP conversations now. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have a little bit on that and on tomorrow's uh, or Monday's newsletter because he, he deserves to be in the MVP. MVP conversation, um, which means should he appear on somebody's ballot somewhere? Yeah, I think he should. Um, you know, shout out to David Lee. Say, got- as we found out this week, David Lee got an MVP vote once. So yes, um, but but wait a minute, no, it was when he was with the Warriors. We should, right, but we still, should- David Lee was given an MVP vote regardless of when it was. You know. <laughs> All right. Um, as I Ahmed Ali is coming up to the stage next, but first I just want to answer. Um, Joel John's question. Would you trade one of this year's first round picks for um, Terry Rozier? Oh man. Scary, 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 scary Terry. Scary Terry has been awesome this year. Um, I totally, I get that. Um, and he's really good. He, I, he's, he's not a point guard. Um, so he doesn't solve their, their point guard issues. And I just, man, He's a year away from free agency, and you're gonna have to. Is so it's like, is it is Terry Rozier to the level of player where if you want him long term? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're going to have to trade for him because it's like he's like that's basically the direction we've seen, you know these these sorts of like the best of the best go the last several years. It's not like you could just count on signing the free agency. If free agency, it's like you got to trade for them, and then like that's the best way to guarantee yourself. I don't know if Rozier rises to that level for me, um, and also like I don't know. Good organizations don't really don't do that trade for expiring guys first round picks in a good draft i'd probably say no i'd have to think about it though um man that's a again it's a good question all right so we're bringing uh bringing ahmed up here ahmed you are now on stage hello sir sweet how are we doing guys we are doing great how you doing man Awesome. Uh, glad that the uh, game's an early tip-off today, 6 p.m. here in London. Beautiful day, so don't have to stay up too late to watch it. Um, my question was about, obviously, we've got cap space this summer, but and there's a couple of guys, theoretically, you know, big names like Kyle Lowry we could go after. But assuming the Knicks don't shake it up too much and they try to roll it over towards better years, with how wacky this year has been in terms of COVID and some of the teams below us in the standings, like, you know, the Heat, the Raptors, the Pacers being a mess. What, uh, of course, factoring in internal growth and another year with uh, Tibbs for guys like RJ and Randall, 
where do you guys have the Knicks next year? If I'm being honest, I'm thinking maybe play-in. If, if we think that what teams like the Heat and Raptors are going through isn't real, uh, what do you guys think? Whew. All right. Um, before I give my – Colin, what's your, what's, your gut, what's your gut answer? If you had to say right now, where do the Knicks finish in the East next year? I think minimum eight. Okay. I think that's the, I think that's the floor, you know. And, uh, again, just John said it three times now. These are some great questions. Goodness, it's 1030 in the morning. I was not prepared for this, <laughs> this level of basketball discourse. At 1030 a.m. Um, no, it's, it's, it's very true. Andrew, what, gut, gut reaction. Where do the Knicks finish next year? They're the one seed, and I will not be taking any further Okay, here's my answer. Here's my answer. This is my. This is not. This is not. Um, this is not Kool Aid drinking, John. This is genuine belief of what this. What I've been saying for years now. You put a good product in Madison Square Garden with a competent front office, with a coach who players believe will make them the best version of themselves, and I think there there will be someone will want to come here. I don't know who it's going to be still specifically, but this team, I believe, in my heart of hearts, will make upgrades before next season and will make one at, le- at least one significant upgrade. Um, there are too many names out there. There are too many possibilities that if you gave them to Tibbs, like just, again, I, I, like, uh, man, I love the question because you're absolutely right. And, like, if you look at just for argument's sake, right, even Boston. Boston was supposed to be a cont- an Eastern Conference contender, maybe on the outskirts of like the top of the conference, but they were supposed to be a contender. They're four games over 500, right? Like the Heat, I, I'm if anybody was listening to me, I, I wish I didn't have this feeling, but like I do feel that the Heat are a premier organization in the league. Like the fact that they're two games over 500 and can't beat the fucking Trey Young and Capella-less Hawks is an embarrassment, and something's wrong there. Does it mean something's wrong? Something is going to be wrong next year? No. Um, the Raptors, I'm less sure because they, I don't exactly know what they're doing and they may very well lose Lowry. But like, all that being said, the Knicks are the fourth seed in the East and Alfred Payton has started how many games? Does anybody have this off the top of their head? 50 games? As I believe it's, it's got to be in the high 40s, right? It's a lot of games. It's way, it's four, however many it is, that it's too many of the games. So, they're not – Alfred Payton John, is not going to start at point guard 51. for this team right here. What, what is it? 51. 51. There we go. 51 a, – a team that started Alfred Payton – and, again, I don't want this to turn on a shit on Alfred Payton locker room. It's not. But just the the man is what he is. That is that that is that is a fact. So um, he will not be the starting point guard next year. It will be someone better than him. And I believe that it will be someone – significantly better than him. Um, so give me that. I it's I think they're I think they're a top I think they're a top four seed next year. John, you're I not think playing by the rules of the game. And, and I think I think that's the floor. The, I, the it, rules of the game were strict. No yep. significant upgrades. Yep. I well but that can't but that's <laughs> not I don't think that's realistic. I don't think that's realistic. I if there's no significant upgrades, I think that they're a six or higher still. Because yeah, of, no, that's great. I'm, I'm hopeful did. too. But I just think that you know, East next year. I mean, hopefully we're behind all this COVID protocols and all this stuff. But I, I think it could be a gauntlet next year. I mean, if we're just down to you know a, a normal season with you know teams like the Hornets and everyone, I think with the defense that we play, I think that's what sets us aside from some of these other teams that that's more sustainable than what they do, which is why I think, you know, we'll always will still be there and thereabouts. It's just, I, I'm not sure if we um, don't make a significant signing that is, you know, guaranteed is what I'm saying. I, I think that the one thing I would, I would say, and, um, you know, far be it for me to pretend to be the guy that's always worn the RJ Barrett uh, fan support hat, but um, RJ is going to get better even this off season. So I think that's the one other thing to consider is if like, if RJ comes in next year and looks like an all-star ish player and Randall retains what he's retaining. And like, can I, can I, I just want to ask like, you don't, you don't, um, 
you don't think there's any possibility, uh, Ahmed, that Alfred Payton's back as the starting point guard, right? Because like, I, I just I can't I can't fathom that being like I don't know what maybe you, even like a not significant upgrade like they're going to be better if they get no, literally I, anyone else. I don't I don't think he'll I don't think he'll be back. I mean I hope not. I, I think he's again like as we always say he's the type of guy who you know Tibbs has a level of comfortableness with. Uh, I hope that the free front office decides not to bring him back, and I don't think he'll be the starting point guard next year. I just hope that we we don't. Uh, we get the right guy, obviously, as we all do. Um, and if we get something that's a bit more temporary, that we don't give up too much. To, to... Yeah, that would that would be really nice. Um, again, thank you, Ahmed, for coming up and uh, uh, bringing up a really good a good a good question. Andrew, are you putting up all these people to ask really good questions and thoughtful stuff so early in the morning? I repeat, you are the host of this locker room, but I am appreciative of everybody that is a bit on their A game today. We should. Start these things at 10 a.m. More, I'm kidding. There's no way we're starting these things at 10 a.m. going forward. Um, yeah. That the point of Ahmed's question, I get it. Like the the way that the season has gone has been like this isn't a normal year. Like 72 games, COVID protocols, all that. So there is that worry that some of this might not be real. I get that. I think it's like you just hinted at it. There's no way that now that this team has shown competency that New York's not an attractive destination. I just, I cannot believe that, especially with the guys that are running the show that have the influence they have. So not only like, if you want a serious answer, I'm with you on the top four seed. And depending on who that addition is, like next year could be special is the direction I'm headed with, with my, my projection for next year. I also think, there's some teams that are, are peeking out. Like the, the Celtics might actually be on their way down. I get it that Tatum and Brown are good, but that like the rest of that roster is a mess. So the, there there might actually be some room for the Knicks to be around for a while. Yeah, I um that's very fair. Um I mean we'll see what what version of Kemba comes next year. Um Cedric asks, um trying to get me in Cedric, I think Cedric likes to get me into trouble. Because he brings up things I said in the past that have aged poorly. He asked if I'm on the Gary Trent Jr. train yet. Look, he's Gary Trent Jr. is awesome. To get that dude, he's a restricted free agent. You're going to have to pay him upwards of $20 million a year. And I just don't know. I don't know that, that that's where I could sit here today and comfortably say that's where the Knicks should spend their money um, without knowing what money what monies may be required to commandeer said point guard upgrade for said uh new york nick team um i I am a lot higher than on gary trent jr than i once was and um hold on there was one other one that i wanted to uh that i wanted to to take that i saw and of course i can't find it right now um oh eddie would you rather see the hawks celtics or heat in the first round um oh goodness the Hawks. I would, I would rather see the Hawks. Is that the right answer, Colin? Andrew, is that the right answer? I'm, I'm partial to Boston, but I'm interested to your to your lot. Um, because I don't trust. I fear Tatum and Brown in a in a. I, I mean, I feel like playoff series are when the cream rises to the crop. And I think Tatum, I I think Tatum and Brown are just better than. I think Atlanta has the better team, but I think Tatum and Brown are better uh, better than Young and Capella. And I think if you gave, I think there's a. I mean, listen, let's just say it. Tibbs has a secret weapon. I know he hasn't fared that well against Trey Young in the past, but like Frankie exists. He's out there. He's in the he's in the ether, and he's braids now. So, just just throwing that out there. I too would want. And to I, I, I have a lot of respect for uh, for. I know he hasn't had a great year, but um, what's his face? Uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting the name of the coach of the Celtics, the 12 year old boy. Brad Stevens. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yes, Brad I too. Would I think want, I'm with Colin. I would want the Celtics. The, the Hawks have figured something out with Nate McMillan. Um, part of it could just be that they're healthy. Uh, I think the key takeaway from this question, though, is I want no part of Miami. Like as much as like the Knicks Heat rivalry would be fun. They have Adebayo's given Randall Fitz all season. So 
I, I just I want no part of Miami. <laughs> Futternick asks, "Who's younger, Tatum or Brad?" That's fantastic. Um, I will I will say this: like um, Low again, just my my love for Zach Lowe knows no bounds. He he raised the point with um, uh, Pelton yesterday about how like. Like, why are we all just assuming that Miami is, like, a more dangerous matchup in the playoffs for, like, let's say Brooklyn or Philly or whatever than the Knicks? Like, I, I look, I know they've beaten us three times this year, and I know, like, those some of those games were close at the same time. They didn't feel like a game we were ever going to win. I didn't feel like we were going to win those Miami games. I'll just say it. Um, but, man, they, they, re- they have not been great. They have not been great. But, yeah. So versus Thibs would be um, a uh... – Oh, wait. Can we get hold on? My 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 buddy Adam. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull at, um Adam Taylor up up here. Hold on. Where 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 is he? How do I how do I how do I pull some? Oh wait, here we go. We're accepting Adam here. Um, Adam, Ray, how you doing, bro? Um, I'm much better now that I'm talking to you, man. Do do you do you fear the Knicks? That's what I want to know. As someone who lives and dies by the Celtics and covers them, do you fear the Knicks? Uh, honestly, I feel the I fear the fact that your team chemistry is so good at the moment. I think that um, Boston would obviously try and limit Julius Randle, but it would just open up so much more room for RJ to get downhill. Um, Boston's defense on penetration has been terrible this year as well. So I, the Knicks are one of those teams that a lot of Celtics fans are saying if we get the Knicks, it's going to be a good first-round matchup for Boston. And I feel like it could be the banana skin of the entire playoffs. Oh, what? There, there are Celtics fans out there who are like, give, give me the Knicks? Oh, wow. Yeah, if it's like between the Knicks and the Hawks, a lot of Celtics fans are like, give me the Knicks. Oh, wow. I don't and know I, how I feel. I can that... see the logic. Like, I can see where they're coming from in terms of a lot of people are thinking you only need to stop Julius Randle instead of having to stop uh, Gallinari, Trey, um, Capella, Bogey's really good. Yeah, but I just think that the Knicks are one of those teams that the chemistry alone is going to be able to make them a really tough matchup. And then the internal improvements you guys have made all year, uh, I think people are sleeping on just how good you actually are in terms of the top side of that roster. And we spoke about this, Matthew. Yeah. I was more optimistic than you at one point. You you were. Um, I'm, I'm with Mensa Smith. I, I Now I want the Celtics. Fuck that. Um, no, no but I, I listen, like I said, I like Tatum. I like Brad a lot. I have a lot of respect for those guys. Respect for Brad Stevens. But that, man, that that's – man, okay. Um, anyway, Adam, uh, how how are you – how are you finding this season – well, while I have you up here, I have to ask. How are you finding this season covering the Celtics? You, uh, you having fun or has it been more frustrating than not? Do you know what? I don't mind the losses, man. I don't mind seeing a team struggle because then when they win, you appreciate it more. Okay. I, just, I don't like the um, the world, the sky is falling after every loss type of narrative that I see across socials. I don't know how you've dealt with that for so long. That's new to me, so I'm <laughs> learning to adjust. Um, it's, not, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, right? Like, I've just learned to not be involved in those discussions. But uh, it's been okay. It's been fun. You know, it's a, it's a different experience than what I've had since I've been covering the Celtics. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of living what you lived last year, it feels like. That's, yeah, no, it's, there's been a lot of skies falling uh, moments for, for the Knicks. Anyway, uh, it, was, it was good seeing you, man. We, we, let's, let's catch up offline of course, uh, man, some, I'll, sometime. I'll message you. Thank you for having me up. I jumped down there. Oh, dude, of course. Um, okay, we got another uh, speaker request. I is it? Uh, I think I know who this is. Ben Delgado. Ben, you up here? Yeah, I'm here. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you okay. A little fuzzy in the background, but it's okay. Yeah, that's how I'm walking the streets. So You're I'm good. A little background noise. So it's okay. I think one of the hardest things to do is quantify culture. Like, how do you quantify culture? And I, I think it's like almost like the definition of porn. You know, You know it when you see it. And I think I saw that with the embraces of Woodson when he came back to the garden. Yeah. Those things felt, that didn't feel like a coach's hug. Those felt like father figure embraces, right? Like, like you could feel the love amongst that team. So, which brings me to the point, I'm, if Randall was worried about the front office, you know, in his first year, what did that look like to him when all these offers are coming in from colleges and Brock Isler leaving and all this stuff happening. I wonder what's going through his head, which brings me to my question. 
how do you see, see the Knicks shaping up the front office for next year and gearing up to what's really an important offseason? Like, is, is Scott Perry gone? Does Brock Eiler, do they move him into, you know, the GM role to make sure we're not losing that kind of <laughs> that cap mind? Like, how, how do you see that going? I think it's it's a great. I mean, so a couple of things. I just want to make sure I'm I'm clear on. So like the there was the Kenny Payne and the Johnny Bryant rumors in terms yeah. of coaches leaving. I I haven't seen anything insinuating that like anybody from the current front office is looking to go anywhere. Well, uh, there was there was news about Brock Eiler that was basically going back to Cleveland. I don't know how substantiated that was. Yeah. I think if I, if I recall correctly, and I'm, I'm going to, um, of course, Andrew, I don't even know if you're going to be able to find this, but there was, there was an article written, um, with some pushback on that specific rumor. Um, and I forget where it was, but I remember reading it and I, it's, it's stuck in my, my brain. I don't think Aller's going anywhere. Um, I think Aller is the GM in waiting. I, it was, it was Yahoo. Okay. Thank you. Um, Sanjay, I appreciate that. Um, I, I don't see, yeah, he's not going anywhere. I don't think Scott Perry is long for this team. Um, you know, he sits. So just for anybody who, I think I mentioned this maybe the other day, but, um, like the way it is at home games is there's Leon and there's Wes and there's uh, Perry and they sit in a row behind the, behind the baseline by the Knicks bench. Um, and I was 20, I don't know, 25, 30 feet from them when I was at the game the other night. And I tried as much as possible to watch like their interactions and, and all of that. I'm sure I missed something. I did not see Perry interact with either of them uh, one time. I mean, I, I'm sure at the end of the game, they like gave a high five or whatever, but like Leon and Wes are constantly in each other's ears. Like those guys are constantly talking throughout the game. And I, I didn't notice Perry being a part of those conversations myself. Um, I'll also piggyback on, on Mark Berman who came on the spot, the podcast and said like Perry's not, doesn't have an important voice anymore. Um, Perry was not mentioned in the Yaron Weissman piece that came out several months ago. It's like the tea leaves are there. He's on an expiring contract. We've heard zero news that the Knicks or Leon Rose have been in conversations to extend Perry as the GM. Um, Aller's a, a, a perfectly, you know, suitable candidate to take that job. Um, and I, I don't know. I think what, what other signs do you need? So, I'm I'm not, I think as long as listen, as long as Wes is here, like Wes is the key. Wes is the guy these guys listen to, they love, they respect, they like I for, oh man, what was it? The other I forget what happened the other night. Um someone had to go back to the locker room. As soon as they walked into the locker room, who got up and walked after them, I assume to make sure they were okay or to check in on them or whatever, but it was it was Worldwide West. It was William Wesley. Like he's he they I, I don't think we could possibly fathom how much these guys have respect for him. So yeah, that would be my. Does that answer your your question? Okay, it it does. I, I think the inside scoop one day that I need to hear what happened in the back rooms to keep Kenny Payne. Like that's the article I would love to see somebody do some real investigation. I want to know what those. Co- um, I could tell you what color they were, uh, I bet. Um, <laughs> the only color that matters at the end of the day, right? Like, the only color that matters, my friend. The only color that – I mean, I don't – if I – again, someone correct me if I'm wrong. I There was some initial vague reporting, I believe, from Steph Bondi about that they were going to make him the high, uh, one of the highest-paid assistant coaches in the NBA. Um, you know, so who knows? Maybe – that number increased um or like i mean we don't know like these guys obviously know what the deal is with cal like maybe there's a plan in place for him to take over at kentucky like i have no idea obviously i'm guessing but like i don't i don't think for a second they would ever stand in the way of kenny Payne advancing his career if all parties agreed that it was for the best for kenny Payne. you know 
which is why like Woody took this job because Woody has to take this the Indiana job. But like I have to think that there's something that they're thinking down the line for Kenny that also makes sense. And as far as Johnny Bryant, I just think I think Johnny Bryant's going to be the next coach of the Knicks. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think like Tibbs is getting fired or anything. Obviously, you guys are probably going to win Coach of the Year, but that dude, he has head coach written all over him. He's like you could just see the way he interacts with the players. It's just like that. He's a future head coach. So, um, I think they're in a good spot. It's like it's crazy to say this. I think they're in a good spot. Um, ben, anything else before I send you down? Yeah, get your New York We Here T-shirts while supply. Well, I'm sorry, you were on mute for a second. Say again. I said, get your New York We Here t-shirts while supplies last. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, my man. That's awesome. That, that just confirmed to me that Andrew's vetting the, the speakers before they come up here. I, I mean, have not... Andrew, I think there's a lot of shady shit. Um, I have no idea what you're referring to, sir. I am over here just minding my own business, but Indeed, as you said, get your New York We Here t-shirts and your Big 15 tees, which are currently on sale for the next two days at the Knicks Film School merch store. Um, <laughs> Giddy up. I see. Why Why is uh, – oh, man. Why are we talking about the Knox pick in the chat? Oh, God. Because you mentioned Scott Perry, or Scott Perry got burnt up. and um, you know. John, I've got a Knox thing. You have a, oh, Is it a good thing? Yeah, it's a great thing. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. And, and, but... you, and you heard it too, you know, for the sake of anybody in the room who may have not heard it. Uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, on the on the Woj pod, you know, Randall was talking about Tibbs calling for the blackout day. And he was saying, you know, some guys started hitting me up, though, regardless, because they wanted to get some work in. And, uh, you know, it was, it was IQ. It was RJ. And then, you know, who else should he mention but Kev? So I think it, it it speaks to the fact that the kid, you know, everything we've heard about him being just a hard worker, he is. Um, he's gonna. I'm telling you, he's gonna. He's gonna have a role somewhere if it's not here. Uh, anybody that works that hard, I don't think they can be denied. I actually, at this point, if you ask me to to bet on it, I would bet that he's gonna be back next year because what? Like, I know I've joked about this with I think uh, Chris Persian and in like a couple of the or at least one of the live. Uh, post-game live streams and maybe on a pod. But, like, what team is jumping up and down to pay Kevin Knox $6 million next year? Uh, you know, I, I just don't – I like, as an asset? I, I'm not sure I see that one. Um, so, who knows? Um, but, yeah, no, he is a hard worker. And, like, for anybody I, – I, I, I wrote some in which I talked to his dad uh, about – what was it, about a year ago. and. Um, like I got a chance to talk to 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 um, Kevin Knox Senior for a good ten fifteen minutes. Like really, just great guy. Great, the whole family's great. Like he's a good kid. He just, you know, I think he just they he's still figuring some stuff out. And I really do feel like this year was a do over for him. Um, and I, it's almost like this is his rookie year all over again, which is crazy to say. But um, all right, I think I think it's time. Um, where is he? Okay, I just invited him to speak. The the MVP of the Saturday morning locker room chat because it is now what is it, seven fifty three over there? Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for making this earlier. I, I can't wait for um you know next week's five AM show. <laughs> Blame <it>. the Knicks. <laughs> Blame them. We no, the well, game starts at one one PM today. So. hold on. Hold on. I, I have to – I will admit. I have to admit this. It's not just the Knicks. It's the fact that I have a communion to go to today. So – There it is. So – Blame God, John. What a coward. I blame I blame God and the NBA uh, schedule makers. So here, here's what I'm going to try to pull off today. I the, the This communion celebration starts at, at 2. So my wife is going to drive to the communion while I watch the game on my phone, first half of the game on my phone. I'm going to do the halftime um, uh, Zoom and be late to the communion party. This is my godson, by the way. This is not just any kid that's pursuing communion. And then I got to try to figure out how to watch the second half of the game while being a guest at this communion party. This, this sounds like a like everybody loves Raymond episode. I, I listen. If I, I just I just 
if hilarity ensues, all the better. I just want to watch the fucking team win their ninth game in a row. That's I hear you. I hear you. Can I? Can your I godson's say, gonna um, appreciate all the championship gear, you know, in the future. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is important. This is the ground. All <laughs> available at the Knicks. Can oh. I? Can I say before uh, before we talk Knicks uh, that um, Colin was on with John Schmilk this week, and if your listeners haven't listened to that pod yet. Please listen to it. It was it was such a good combo. I I, I tweeted Colin earlier, but it was uh, fantastic. Um, I'm going to admit that I did not even know that was a thing because I have not had a ton of time to go on Twitter. But I will be listening to that uh, uh, post haste. Uh, so, Colin, was that fun? Oh yeah, it was a it was a great conversation. Yeah, uh, Schmelk was really cool, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. Shout uh, out to Fuddy though. He doesn't have to show this much love, but he does. Um, <laughs> No, I, um, I I have to because it's all that I bring to the table. Uh, so I just have well, to be be kind. We, we I, we're not going to say when 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 do when do when will people find out um, about what you were doing the other day? Um, I mean, I could probably say now um, that especially this is like we're on locker room. It's not like online, but. Um, well, hold on, this is coming up as a podcast. Wait, let, let, let me start. Let me start screen oh, recording true. before you before you go. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so I, it's I worked. It's just like one scene, but it was an entire day of shooting with a beloved comedic actor from Saturday Night Live. I'll leave it at that. And it's not Adam Sandler, unfortunately. But it's unfortunately. Someone, possibly someone even bigger than him. No offense so, to Sandman. Funny. I have I have some questions. Um, would this be? Like one of the newer SNL beloved actors, or someone from the old school. Well, um, depends on what your definition of old school is, because I'm older than you, Andrew. So old school. Okay, to so me... that's fair. Let me rephr- let me rephrase the question. <laughs> let me rephrase the question. Is this someone that was in some of the funnier segments, or was he more like when they would have an anchor man on stage? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of. Oh, I see what you're doing. So yes, it's, it's very old school. <laughs> Would you say that he was in a couple sketches that, you know, well, it's not the not the target lady, but like when they were they would have stepbrothers in a scene or yes, yeah, you know what, like the bond that I had with him on set all day felt like like we were stepbrothers. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That is, that is just um, <laughs> this is just this is the content that people come here for. I love it. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, anyway. Anyway, the Knicks. Um, you uh, you excited for today? I, I I didn't actually say it. I'm really afraid that they're gonna co- like today is the the day the streak ends. I know I shouldn't I, put I, that out into the universe, but I, I completely agree because of the whirlwind of media coverage yes. of how yes. good they've been in the yes. last like 48 hours. Yep. So yeah, I didn't even yeah. realize the game was on ESPN. This is this is the ultimate trap of all. And and the Raptors are healthy besides Boucher, right? Like everybody. The Raptors are healthy besides Boucher, and they've won four in a row. Although two of those don't count because they were against Orlando and and Oklahoma City. But like, they are like, I just I was looking at it today, like they have a positive net rating on the year. They're not a bad basketball team, and they almost beat us last time. So shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malachi Flynn, like I, I'd rather him not hit every shot he takes today. So. He went off. Um, it was a game after they played us against somebody in the fourth quarter. He almost like single-handedly brought the, them all the way back. I forget what game it was, but um, yeah, he's he's a good player. I uh, I I really 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 want to win this game because it would be fantastic to take the, uh, the winning streak to the Suns, which is going to be an incredibly hard game. Yeah, if if they could win today, I don't care how they win today. If they could win today, and then like. Okay, they lose a tough one against the team that's literally been the best team in the league for the last two two and a half months. Like that's okay, we're good, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I was so, for it. Question, question for everyone in the room. We discussed this in the uh, in the Strickland Slack, which John doesn't notice unless he's summoned magically like Beetlejuice. Uh, who who stands to benefit the most from from an early an early start on the Knicks? Who do we think comes out? Uh, 
I'm, I said RJ. I'm going to go with quickly because he's a, he's a, a God-fearing boy, clearly. He, he is, that's his Twitter handle. Um, so he probably like isn't going out or anything. Um, so I'm going to go with quickly. Funny. Yeah. I think quickly is the, he's, he's, he's a gym rat. Good boy. He's, he was, maybe he was up really late watching film and he might be drowsy today, but that's the only way I could see him not being prepared today or, or one of the old guys, you know, maybe, maybe maybe Taj, maybe Taj. We get Taj goggles the right Taj answer. today. Goggles Taj. Yes, goggles, goggles Taj. Taj. <laughs> All right. Um, Andrew, I think that's that's a good way to bring us home. Uh, anything else before we go? No, I think that that'll about do it. I'm double-checking the my cable right now just to make sure. I think the game's also on MSG. It is. It is. It I, is. I, okay. I, I, I set my recording because I'm in addition to trying to watch this game at a fucking communion i'm gonna watch it again when i get home so so no offense to the worldwide leader but for those that would not like to be subject to the broadcast unless it's breen although i have to imagine breen's doing a national game today um and you'd like to watch our home station and they'll be on msg today at 1 p.m and again thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll be back next week same well yeah same time they play at one next week too right Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, they, or, or, do they? I don't even know. No, oh, that's right. No, no, it's next Sunday. Because So we were talking about this. They play today. They play Monday against the Suns. And then they play Wednesday against the Bulls. And they're off for four days. What? Because they're hold going on. out west. My my wife, what news do I have? Oh, I'm fil- I'm, I'm, well, I, I'm afraid if I say it, it's like going to get canceled. I'm supposed to film a spot for... Uh, Channel 11 News again. That'll air tomorrow. Let's go. Hell yeah. Also, it, it's hilarious that your wife calls you Macri. I mean, <laughs> um, the, and my daughter is like singing in the background. I don't even know what the hell's going on she here. She call right. you Macri too? My daughter calls me <laughs> Dad. She just calls me Daddy, right? Or Dad? Dad Tree. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. All right, take us out. That was a good yeah, one. Okay. Everybody, thanks for <laughs> Thanks for coming. This was obviously a lot of fun as we as we end off the rails as we always do. Um, and uh, if you're if you're listening to the version of this that's in podcast form, uh, feel free to uh, you know uh, rate, review, share all the all the things, and we'll uh, of course uh, talk to you again very soon. Be well, everybody. Adios.